elegant weapon, but a more civilized age. And gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon episode 381. Or two. I think it might be two. Either way, welcome to an elegant weapon, kids. My name is JJM Clark J, the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi J. And as always, it is so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with us in the Smoking Pod studio. Joining me tonight. Mr. Sam Noir, sitting in again on the co-pilot seat. Hello, Sam. Happy to be the Chewbacca. <laughs> it's great to have you here to punch it with me, my friend. Uh, yeah, kids, we're hanging out on a blustery, crazy, windy, hurricane-like night here in Ontario, Canada. And uh, yeah, it's kind of nuts out there. I hope everybody is cozy, warm, and safe. We thought we'd hang out and we'd talk a little more Mandalorian and such because all the crazy stuff that's been going on, right? It's been kind of nutty. This uh, week is definitely worth talking about. Holy wow. shit. I can't even Can believe it. Uh, but first, you're going to hear that inevitable nonsense where you hear me behind me because we're just trying to share stuff, man. That's all we're trying to do is share it around <laughs> with everybody. Uh, but now uh, I have shared it. But uh, there's been a little bit of confusion uh, for those of you who are engaging on Facebook Live this evening and not just listening to the podcast through the audible uh, options that you have uh, is where the comments are coming from. So y'all know, um, I'm looking at the comments through an Elegant Weapons Facebook page. A lot of people have been commenting on my own private page as well, uh, which I don't see till after the show because I can't look at a bunch of pages at once. So if you want to join the party and the conversation, please hop on over to an Elegant Weapon. That's all it is, the Facebook page, because um, I'm not monitoring my own at the moment. Uh, Sean Sexton, I love Sam's Cauldron Books. I like Sam's Cauldron books too. How are we doing with Cauldron? Didn't I see uh, something recently happen there? Uh, you had a little something in your hands. In in terms of Cauldron, yeah. <laughs> we're still we're still waiting for the uh, straggling art to trickle in, but yeah, uh, right, 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 we are right. we are chomping at the bit, uh, hoping to go to press. Although, uh, if folks did miss the Cauldron uh, Kickstarter campaign, we're now on Indiegogo in demand. So what is this all about? What do you mean? Uh, basically, uh, this is something that I think Kickstarter is going to have to start competing with. Uh, uh, just like they've, they, they are rolling out an add on feature, uh, which is sort of uh, rather than you can put in extras right now with uh, with certain campaigns on Kickstarter, but uh, now Indiegogo essentially has a shop uh, for campaigns that are ended and whatever sort of tiers you wanna keep active and continue uh, uh, funding uh, right after the campaign. Yeah, Indiegogo uh, will sort of take your Kickstarter campaign and keep that campaign running. That's interesting. Yeah, so again, I don't- yeah, so I don't know. Is if it, it basically translate to an open-ended Kickstarter then, or an op open-ended uh, crowd crowdfunding campaign on whatever platform? More or less. So while we're, I mean, uh, essentially, the I think the Kickstarter page is still getting a lot of traffic. 
So uh, rather than just sort of sending folks to that, because we've put a lot of links out there basically during our promotion phase that are still sending people to the Kickstarter page. And rather than just have them go there and be disappointed, uh, they can sort of click the pre-order link and that'll take them to Indiegogo. Uh, since we're still in the, uh, you know, pre-production, uh, production, what phase are we at? production phase <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird uh, we, thing because now there's like pre pre-production and there's pre-planning of the production and yeah planning for the kickstarter and planning for the book and planning for the yeah shipping. it's always like, trying to figure out what phase we're at but we are yeah. still we are we are still in the production phase as we wait for sort of the straggling pages to come in so might as well sort of keep the pre-orders coming and yeah, yeah. even once uh we start shipping the book, uh, it can essentially be an online store that continues to uh, uh, utilize that traffic. So it's kind of neat that way. Uh, That's cool, man. Yeah, so that should be live soon. In the meantime, if folks right now want to pre-order, they can also go to raid.world, R-A-I-D.world. And uh, yeah, they can pre-order a Cauldron there. Uh, Bally Skillen, my other... Uh, comic that just crowdfunded uh, with artist and co-creator Andrew Dorland is also on Indiegogo in demand and also at raid.world. So uh, thank you for uh, the shout out to Cauldron and we cannot wait to get this to the, to the audience. That, I can't wait that for people to see it. It's a beautiful, beautiful us. volume. Yeah, man. I can't wait for the folks to have it. It's just going to make people want even more as it's, it's cool how it's like a snowball effect, man. Cauldron just keeps getting fuller and fuller. Yeah. And, you know? and we're already uh, hard at work at uh, not only on the uh, next issue, but uh, yeah, we've got a, we've got an, a little, a slightly more ambitious slate in 2021. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to, to hit the ground running with is uh, there with what's the limit to a kickstarter video what is the maximum amount of time that's a good question one? i i haven't I, I don't think i've ever seen anything longer than than 10 minutes but to be honest uh your kickstarter video shouldn't be more than than two or three minutes for the unless for say part. you were to do something real special do you know what i mean yeah like like almost, I don't know what I'm thinking. It's pure just like momentary brainstorming. But if you were actually able to do some sort of little kind of mini episode, oh, like a, a I see one shot saying. type thing that was in the book or connected or some kind of thing. Like, I wonder if, yes, I know by logical standards and, mm -hmm. you know, all the proper sales logistics and techniques and all that, you don't want an overly exposed long ass boring like like kickstarter video mm -hmm. right you want to get your information across get it quick and get it kind of entertaining yeah but if you were able to actually do something cool enough to make people stick around that's and true start to somehow use that platform as more than just the commercial for the kickstarter but more of an integrated part of it where with each new kickstarter you're getting a mini episode of something that connects to the thing you're you're kickstarting that is a that is a possibility yeah absolutely but again you know i maybe someone out there who is a little more knowledgeable in this can uh, right, tell right, us what I'm the maximum really talking out my ass, length right. is because i'm i'm not actually sure we've always i have seen some long ones though man. for the there's yeah, been some long ass ones that i, I don't know if through. i don't know What's if up, chad seen long ones mm -hmm. or 
if they've simply felt long, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're always mm. kind of uh, conscious of, of that too. It's, it's like, uh, I think ours have been good. I think ours have been pretty good. No, we've, we've really tightened wise, up between you right? and uh, Ricky. You've, you've yeah. really, you've really no, done but a the fantastic script, job. Your script is the... what did it last time, man. Like people watched through because it was watched throughable in the way, because you wrote something down and I didn't just fucking <laughs> talk out my ass for a while. Um, but yeah, that's enough about fucking cauldron. Y'all know it. Y'all love it. Fucking go get it. It's fantastic good times so oh my goodness this this is making me feel nostalgic this is, how, this is how it used to roll on this show and i'm glad it's rolling this way again <laughs> but god damn it star wars is finally at a place where i i was worried for a while i didn't know if it was would be possible to erase a lot of the unfortunate shit that's happened since disney took over in a lot of ways and uh, it, it's not only being redeemed at this moment, but in an epic, epic way. Absolutely. And Although I, uh, to, to me, it's a little more like, like a rather than a redemption analogy, for me, it's like a bus analogy. You know what I mean? It's like, well, there'll be another one along in five yeah. minutes. So, yeah. so if I, if that one that wasn't quite to my, my, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't like the look of that bus. They, they could clean it better or, you know, it's right. too crowded. Yeah. Uh, and of course, spoilers kids. I, I should say lots. Of absolutely. Here's, on. here's another bus and this bus is shiny. It's new. There's plenty of room for me to stretch out my legs. The cushions are but really nice. It feels comfortable, you know? It's more of a matter of the shift in and evolution into who's going to be sending those buses out on their routes. Fair, fair. Favreau and, and Favreau is is actually directing an episode this season, right? Um, I believe so. Um, because I think he uh, he's the only written one, and yeah, so far, right? He, I think he he had the credit, the writing credit on this one, I think, which was directed by. Uh, Opie Cunningham's Howard, daughter. Yeah, she did yeah, great, little, man. little Opie Cunningham has uh, little uh, uh, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard following in his in his footsteps. It's pretty rad. Um, it, okay, so everything happens. This is a great episode for the for the uh, redhead uh, fandom out there. Absolutely, this is all about redheads. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that like? Okay, I guess the thing that I'm happiest about is that, you know, it's being redeemed in a way, but it's also everything's being united and solidified in the way that the EU used to be. Yes, and, and that's what I miss, the, the extended yeah. Star Wars universe. Do you think this was always it? a plan for Dave Filoni and John Favreau? Do you think one night they just cooked up the idea that we have to literally get, somehow we have to get the cartoons onto the big screen? And I think they've like kind of taken a you know submersive way into getting these characters on screen by taking this show that was such a massive hit and very original and unique in its own way and now they're just peppering it with mm -hmm. all the other crap that they do know we love yeah, yeah it's like favreau's there as the guard of the old stuff and making sure that it's all there and brought in new even though filoni knows it all but you know filoni's just like trying to like you know he's a caretaker for george's vision i think as well you know right. uh, yeah. he's he's there to but i think this all started with with favreau being a voice on the cartoon 
This is this yeah. is sort of how all this snowballed, and of course, uh, he was he he was a Mandalor- right. a Mandalorian, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Visla. So here's the thing: like, do you think he just got the gig and did it because it was Star Wars, and he does the Absolutely. voiceover, and that's all cool? And then afterwards, they're sitting around having a beer, and Favreau's like, "Hey, Dave, you know what? You know what we could do? <laughs> yeah, I think I got a way that we could put all your shit into live action, and then they cook up this Mandalorian show. I think so. Backdoor way into them being able to tell all their stuff because I didn't think it would get this crazy. Like after the first episode, like after the first season, I was know, shocked at the deep dive into Clone Wars. At the this ending, episode yeah. was. Yeah, at well, the just ending, in general, with well, that's with, what's uh, the Katie Sackhoff's moment. character. You that's know? why the dark saber was such a big deal when we saw it because we were like, "Oh my god, that's a game changing." It's also a level up from being this single lone gunman in 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 the desert. Yeah, to where it's gonna go now, net right? We, we right. knew the Mandalorian uh, lore was coming. I just didn't realize it was coming so soon and at such a high level. Well, the second episode, it didn't seem like it was coming so soon because the mm-hmm. first two episodes are kind of filler episodes in a way. Like, yeah, they didn't yeah. give you much. They showed us Boba Fett. Cool, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the second episode, you didn't know where that was going. Like, what was the purpose of that? <laughs> but then in this third episode, it just absolutely... And and I thought it would be, like, more sly the way they slide it in there. But she just comes jetpacking in, lands down. She's like, I am Bo-Katan. And you're like, oh, my did, God. Did you do a fist pump? I, oh. I did a little bit of a fist pump. I was, <laughs> And the fact that it was Katie Sackhoff who did the voice. Oh, on yeah, the absolutely. And she looks perfect. Yeah. She looked absolutely on model, like, like. It's yeah. one of those situations. I think she might get Brilliant. the spinoff, man. If they yeah, well, this is, with this it, is the right? speculation. It's like. Yeah. Is the Mandalorian like large enough to contain this potential, you know, uh, saga of Mandalore? And and if anybody could could spin off, uh, I I would watch that show in a heartbeat. Although oh, also, do you? Ahsoka's coming. So yeah, well, here's I'd watch what that I was going to ask. Well. Do you think that they are going to keep up this new pace? Now that they've hit us in the face with something and she flat out, I, I didn't expect at the end for her to be here to be like, go here, here and here and ask for a Sokatan and you're fucking good. And <laughs> I didn't think they would, it would be so laid out for him. And he's kind of like, Oh, okay. At the end. And yeah, yeah. you know, she kind of stuns him. She's like, this is the way. And he's obviously got a lot of new shit to deal with himself. Right now, knowing that he's part of this watch, which we know is basically the death watch in the clone in, in rebels. And they've dropped the, They've dropped the death part of it, it seems, maybe mm-hmm. just to keep things, you know, a little more kosher. I don't know. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, now, now, basically, this is telling us as well that uh, Mandalorians have a very long lifespan because, you know, she was looking good back in the uh, Clone Wars. But she was young. Yeah. Oh, she during was, Clone Wars? Yeah. She yeah, was but very she's, young still, she's still, like, compared to, like, I think know, we're Obi-Wan, talking. This is post Return of the Jedi, right? Well, Obi Wan Kenobi's yeah. gotten old in in that same amount of of time. I think we're so. talking in Clone Wars. She was a teenager, man. She mm-hmm. was like, because like she was. But a so teen- was Obi Wan. Uh, well, Obi Wan. Obi Wan was Obi Wan was older and involved with her older sister, Satine, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. Duchess, and I think she was meant to be more like Bo Katan. I think was meant to be more like seventeen ish. Right. So what is Katie Sack? And this is only five years after Return of the Jedi. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess Clone Wars, right? So add on what? So yeah, you're probably right because she would be she what sixty? Very, very yeah, well. She'd have to be sixty in the show, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. like I mean, with Ahsoka, we we just assume that her race is sort of uh, you know longer lived, shall we say? Well, wait. Uh, if this is five Rosario years Dawson. after the if this is five years after Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. means it's so eighteen, and uh, so it's about twenty three years after the end of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So twenty three plus say another five, you got twenty eight. Right. So she mm-hmm. this would be 28 years later from where she was. Mm-hmm. OK, so she'd still be pre 50. So, yeah, maybe okay. 50s, 50 ish. So okay. we're not too far off. She can look pretty good for that. Yes, yeah. No, absolutely. absolutely. But it is not at all out of the they're not stretching it, I don't think at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she looks fantastic, of course. Absolutely. And. But yeah, the way they just laid it out, and they're like, "Go here and here." So does that mean? See, here's the thing. Next, well, she episode, knows what a Yoda is, right? That's the whole thing. That little like, look, she, right? She she's gave like, that look. She knows. Yeah, yeah. she knows. And uh, <laughs> so, although you'd think she'd be like, "Oh, hey, I know what he is. He's he's there's a, there was this other, you know, guy that looked just like this little guy named Yoda." I think there's a certain understanding between the elders of the galaxy now not to bring up the old shit too much because Fair they enough. wanted to unfold new. It's almost like let's let's try a whole new thing. Fair so enough. She's got but, her but give, she wants Mando give Mando, back, but yeah. yeah, but she gave him enough, right? I think that's, she kind of likes fair. the idea that he doesn't know. I think she kind of yeah. likes that he's on an adventure, you know. And he's she was totally upfront with him, and I think that's why he kind of respected her in the end because at the beginning she's told him she was like. The Watch was a religious sect that split away and wanted to bring back the ancient ways of Mandalore. They're religious zealots, and you're one of their children. And because that, when he freaks, he takes that step back when they take yeah. the helmets off, and he's like, yeah. oh. And, and that's uh, that's been sitting in their back pocket for a while because obviously Filoni uh, was heavily involved in. in well, I the love Clone how Wars, much it was discussed where, I where mean, they took yeah. off their helmets. So there's podcasts and podcasts and podcasts, probably hours and hours of Star Wars geek <laughs> fans discussing how they were going to deal with the differences of the difference, and the show dealt with it in like one, you know, one expletive of a of a sentence. They were like, yeah. You know, no, you were these guys and they left. So you take them, you don't take them off. We do. And it was almost yeah, like yeah. that simple, right? Move on. Yeah. They, they had so, this line, though, in their back pocket the whole time, ready to go. Right. Once uh, they knew this moment was coming. Now, do you think that they were going now? Do you think that they're going to keep up this punch in the face pace? Or do you think that like because next episode is the one directed by Filoni? Ah, right. And you know yeah. that Filoni is going to want to direct the debut. I'm picking hairs off my little microphone. My kitties. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. Um, Filoni is going to want to direct the debut of Ahsoka Tan. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And we were absolutely. all expecting Ahsoka Tan to be like just kind of a cameo. Mm-hmm. And perhaps maybe she's got an b- even bigger part in the in the whole thing. But you're going to have to. How many episodes is it? Eight? Yeah, something like that. Lo- so last season only, was eight, right? Yeah, so there's five episodes left in which to deal with Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, unless, you know, maybe they don't address the Bo-Katan thing too much right now. But Well, you know now that it's a hit, they know they, they can play the long game, right? They can leave us with a But she's also after Gideon, right? She's after Moff Gideon, which oh, she yeah. knows, you know, and he's after the Mando. So there's going to yeah. have to be a more interjection going in there, right? Oh, yeah, he's got the dark saber, so there's political intrigue involved. Hey, did we talk about this last time? I just imagine uh, Mando showing up with with 
you know, baby Yoda and Ahsoka going, oh my God, it's a baby Yoda. And then, you know, maybe because she, she knows Yoda, she, she might even name him after Yoda in, in honor of the great Jedi master. So, you know, I don't know if baby do Yoda will in fact be officially baby Yoda named I, after Yoda. I see. Okay. If you look at Ahsoka, who is not a Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's I see her. I see her rejecting him. Oh, I see her saying, you know what? No, you raise him as a Mando. <laughs> raise him as yours, man. So, I'm no Jedi. Like, so there's no just reason. As, just as Ray came up to Luke, handed him the lightsaber, and Luke threw it over his shoulder, he'll hand her the baby. She'll look at it and throw baby Yoda over her shoulder. No, I don't think <laughs> not necessarily such a harsh, harsh rejection. I, I don't think she's going to reject it because she doesn't want to. I think she's mm-hmm. just going to be like, Look how much you've cared for this kid already. You guys have bonded. You're like, yeah. you know, you're, you're he's meant to be with you. I think it's going to be more of a thing like that. And I'm calling it that way because I don't see Ahsoka just taking him and what training him. Like she's kind of yeah. anti all that, right? No, for sure. And she, like, I, I can she's think, got her of issues. Yeah. Years of of you know fighting the empire as well and underground movements, et cetera, et cetera. I can see her being a little bit of a hard ass, like especially played by Rosario Dawson. Like, right. Right. And I see her also still in the middle of like, who knows where she is at this point, because this is the furthest along we'll have seen her. Mm -hmm. Right. This should be happening just after rebels. Right. Um, not quite, because Rebels... Uh, Wait, when's Rebels? Rebels is before A New Hope, so she's Okay, still, that's the other five years. She, yeah, yeah. So there's been a whole so a whole crack of time here. We don't know what Ahsoka's been up to. Mm-hmm. And how aged she is, or how involved with any... If she's, if she's hanging out she, with uh, she Rex. Didn't, she didn't show up throughout any of the the actual original trilogy. No. Which means she was laying low or involved in some other escapade, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the question. So when we wind up with her, is she anywhere even remotely near to a Jedi or involved mm-hmm. with any kind of rebellion? Because the rebellion's over. She helped start the rebellion, mm-hmm. right? And then we see the rebellion, but we don't know how much involvement she had with the rebellion all throughout the original trilogies. So. Yeah, and it would be it would be strange not to see her at, say, the final battle. So where was she? During, you know, the big uh, second Death Star. Especially when Rex was there. Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. Can- canonically, canonically, in the new Disney canon, Rex was on Endor. Mm-hmm. Right? He was on the forest moon. So, you know, there's some kind of connection there. Unless they're going to just, you know, make it that she was in the, in the, you know, she was off doing something all that time. But how would Luke, here's the thing, how would... Luke not know about her uh, when you've got like Rex right there and all these people who knew about the Jedi and know that Ahsoka's around, right? Like mm-hmm. this is after Return of the Jedi, which means, you know, Luke's full on hero Luke while yeah, Bo-Katan's yeah. still trying to do this. Mm-hmm. So why is Luke not getting involved with Darksaber nonsense? I don't know. So Luke could very well have to, he would have had to have known about Ahsoka. Would he not? Well, five years after, let's let's look at the timeline. Uh, five years after Jedi, right? So, so he would have spent a few years training Leia before she had 
Kylo and and then uh right. yeah he would he he'd be off on his Jedi temple uh establishing this is his uh, uh Cobra Kai moment where he's reestablishing uh his uh version of Cobra Kai the uh, in But the for the Jedi way temple. that for the lack of knowledge about the Jedi Ahsoka must have had to have been seriously submerged and hidden mm-hmm. or have given up so much of her Jedi ways that you know, nobody knew about her or nobody yeah. noticed. Or was I, it the fact that she was not a Jedi, that he could be the last of the Jedi, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, how does the last Jedi all start to come into play if Ahsoka's still around? Although well, she's not a she's Jedi. Not a Je- guess, yeah, right? she quit. So, yeah. So basically, yeah. technically, she's she's not a Jedi. She's a former I wish she Jedi, just, of I which, wish, you know, the I wish extended they, universe. I wish they'd make it so she was a Jedi now and be she'd be like, this is the new way of the Jedi or some <laughs> kind of fucking shit, you know? Well, she could be the Cobra Kai Jedi school to Luke's, uh, uh, you know, Miyagi-Do, Miyagi-Do uh, yeah. Jedi school. They could have competing Jedi schools. Yeah. <laughs> that could yeah. be the spinoff show. <laughs> I'm happy, man. I'm happy about the way it's gone. And I cannot wait for next. Friday cannot come soon enough. No, it, yeah. It's, it's going to drop next Friday, right? I knew there well, was a day does, off. And I'm going to, I might even just try to watch it at midnight. Stay up Thursday, man. Oh, yeah, that's true. Just jump in there. There's so, it's it's starting to, there used to be a couple big questions throughout the first season, but now the second season is just is a snowballing into these bigger and bigger and bigger questions. And it's yeah. amazing how they have turned this Mandalorian. I wonder if there's going to be any fans who are turned off by all of this uh, fan service, because this show has always had a brilliant balance of fan service mm-hmm. and unique original content. Right. Yeah. And it's storytelling. It's always had a great balance. And I'm, I'm hoping people aren't thinking because it, it almost did feel a little bit like they're just tossing it all in there now in the well, one I, episode. Right. Yeah. Well, I talked to a friend who who doesn't really watch the cartoons and really love this episode, even though, you know, he didn't have any context for, uh, uh, the yeah. the Mandalorian, so so I think it holds up on its own. Here's a question: I just uh, hope they keep have, it so that you don't need to watch the cartoons. Yeah, no, I I feel I, I feel like it's it's like uh, the first episode. We didn't need to watch read that the novels to enjoy right. the the uh, Timothy Oliphant character. You know what I mean? Or yeah. understand what's going on with the Boba Fett armor. They filled us in with a couple of lines, and the same thing here. You know, they they filled a sin that the dark saber is important to the, and I'm sure since you're watching this on Disney plus anyways, you might as well click over to the Clone Wars and watch those relevant episodes. You know, I, I was know- hanging out with someone last night who had no idea that the Clone Wars and the rebels were what they were. Mm-hmm. And they had been, they've always watched Mandalorian and this person enjoyed the Mandalorian. But when they heard that the, it was all starting to connect and all this crap went down, they were just like, I thought all that was for kids. Weren't they just kids cartoons? And I was like, oh no, oh no, no, no. The very first Clone Wars movie and maybe most of the first season are for kids. But Mm -hmm. then they realized kids aren't the ones watching this. No. You know, so let's give the people who are a little bit more what they need. And then it blossomed into what Filoni does best. Now, I recently, Mm -hmm. and I plan to sit down with my son and do uh, with the Padawan, uh, a chat about this because we finally finished Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, very cool. And man, all I can say is I get it. Are now you going to jump into Korra after this? Get it. Yes. 
Yes, yes, we are. Because now, how many to. seasons you and have how to. many episodes are, are Last Airbender now? Last Airbender was three. Okay, so that's not too bad. Um, no, and they're pretty robust episodes. They were like 20 mm-hmm. episodes or like 18 to 20 episodes, I think, per season. And have you but, ever seen the M. Night Shyamalan? Mama I have. Mama? I have. I get the issues with it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I don't think it was horrible. I don't think no, it was no. horrible, but he should have stuck a little closer to the source material. I, I watched it. Yeah, I watched it as as a, as someone who hadn't seen Avatar prior. Right to to the M Night movie, and I thought, oh, it's another you know, kids YA kind of. Me too. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't terrible, but I can see why the fans would be upset. I can. Uh, it could be done well, though. I think it would have to be epic, epic as hell. Yeah. And uh, I just get it now. And Filoni, his his bit of participation in that show, kind of shows you what he had, you know, in his holster, ready to go. And once he was able to unleash that on Star Wars, oh yeah, oh my. Goodness. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go back this week and because uh, re- it's been a few years since I, I watched the uh, Mandalorian episodes of uh, Clone Wars. So I'm, I'm going to go back and refresh myself because those two other Mandalorians that were with her, are they characters we saw back no, then? No, they okay, are they're original. Not. They're brand new characters. Gotcha. Neither of them uh, were on anything else before uh, mm-hmm. both those folks. And that's uh, Sasha Banks there, the wrestler, I guess. She's a WWE wrestler. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a big, big uh, huffapaloo when she got cast there. And, everybody, and he, all, all I the recognize, wrestling fans were excited. And he, I recognize from, is it Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Am I yes, I think so. that correctly? And he's done a bunch of stuff. He's one of those. Uh, oh, that guy. Actors. Yeah, he's an absolute that guy for sure. But look at her, eh? Look at her. Doesn't she look great? Look at that. Man. Right, right off the page. It's Did one, I? Weird things oh, to kind of like they didn't draw her after her because they drew her before she was cast as the voice, mm-hmm. but then they cast the voice and it had to be perfect casting, right? Like, look at absolutely it. off the page, man. Did I did I tell you the story of me going to see uh Mark Bernardin at that Star Wars uh cantina bar in LA? I think so, yes, uh, with Katie Sackoff and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I think I told you the story during. The middle of this podcast, if you if you go back and listen to that particular interview, at some point, I'm sure you can hear my mother because I, I I brought my mom along, uh, lean in and ask very, very loudly, is this Star War? <laughs> uh, at which point I had to explain, no, mom, it's 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 uh, the, these are actors. Trisha Helfer and Kate Sackhoff were on another show called Battlestar Galactica, even though we're in a Star Wars theme bar. And she asked this about three times, but now I have to go apologize to my mom because unbeknownst to me at the time, this yeah, was in fact, this was in fact Star yeah. War. <laughs> and she must have known at that point too, right? Oh, absolutely. She would have filmed have, have So this. I'm so happy for her because I wasn't a Battlestar guy. I never watched it. Dude. And, uh, you know, it just, it didn't pull me in. And uh, did you watch like any of Battlestar Galactica? No, none, no. Not even an episode. Not even an episode. No. You know what? You you might be in for a treat if you did uh, give it a try. I might. I might if I ever have the time. But of course, Sackoff you know is Sackoff is to watch out there, right? No, for sure. Sackoff is, is. But I like her. Cool I've always position. liked her, and she seems cool. I've heard her on a lot of podcasts, and I'm happy for her because this is a 
This is a, a level up. Now she's just not the girl from Battlestar. Now she's got mm-hmm. Star Wars. Or the girl from Longmire. Or, uh... And because there's a lot of these actors who hover in this certain uh, stage of their career that they don't get past. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's those, a lot of it is those sci-fi actors who are big on a show and so beloved and have a fan base that will carry them through the rest of their lives. Yeah. They could just go off cons and this and that world if things go back to normal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If, if all that happens, um, you know, and that's kind of where they have to hover and they get some cool roles here and there, but they end up usually doing a lot of cameos on other sci-fi shows mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And that's where she was for a while. Remember Absolutely. she showed up she uh, in big bang, yeah. big bang theory. And I'm and... so happy. Cause this takes her out of it. Mm-hmm. This is like, fuck you. I'm star Wars now. Well, there was a there was a I'm fascinating for her. there's a fascinating interview that I, I heard a, a while back where uh, remember that show Once Upon a Time? Yeah, she was up for for the lead role, really? and I think it was heartbreak because she really really wanted it. She kind of uh, uh, I guess connected with the material and and was saying she wanted it so badly, and it was so crushing to her that she lost you know because she was uh, I guess one of the finalists or or you know, lost out on the role. Uh, and then she got Longmire, which, you know, worked out for oh, her. Oh, was she on Longmire? I didn't even Yeah, know yeah. That. She's one of the main uh, characters and she really did a, a fantastic job just as a sort of uh, kick-ass, you know, uh, yeah, Western style character, you know, awesome. modern Western style character. So she's, you know, uh, I think that really revitalized her career and she hasn't really uh, worried since, according to the interviews I've seen. I'm super happy for her, man. Oh, she's wonderful. And she's you know what? This also well. makes me think that this show and this melding and finally this universe feeling like the old EU universe used to where everything connecting was important. Mm-hmm. And we finally got a, a breadth of good enough stuff. Now, this is the first time ever that I'm feeling like this modern Star Wars is anywhere near the level of what the EU was like the Mm -hmm. quality of those books and stories was fucking unbelievable. I think we're finally getting to a place where things are starting to come to a, an equal platitude, if you will. And uh, what this excites me about is how they connect things. Like when they talk about an Obi-Wan show, Mm -hmm. I see it standing alone, like quite alone. Right. Mm -hmm. But now they've opened up a a whole bunch of more doors that could even connect it more tightly to what's going on now, even though it's, it's, you know, because it's 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 before what's going on now. Well, it's Rebels era. Right. So. Right. So, you know, but I mean, like, because they'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. Rebels era. So, you know, again, Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Rosario Dawson could show up on Obi-Wan as Ahsoka. Yeah. If they yeah. meet up and have a little meetup, right? For whatever fucking reason. There's no reason that can't happen. Although and Tamora maybe... Morrison, Tamora Morrison can all be all over these shows. Oh, he absolutely. Could, he could be Commander Rex and everything. Yeah. Right. No, and he could sure. be he could be random clones around and yeah, you know, it's and Boba it's Fett. Cool. And to see him get to be Boba Fett, man. It's oh man. Absolutely. It's, and of course, uh, uh Boba, you know, in, in those early days, maybe he was, you know. Well, this could be an opportunity for the act. Who's the young, younger actor who played Boba Fett? Daniel Logan. Yeah, he could play like a young Boba Fett hanging around Jabba's palace trying to get his first uh, gig, right? 
Some like, well, no, it would have been, oh well, yeah, if Jabba, yeah, because because Ra- Clone Wars would have been younger. And here's here's another idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rather than Rosario Dawson, why not give the voice actor a crack and uh, she can play, I guess, the younger version. Yeah, Ashley in uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, that would be cool, man. You know, just tossing that out, like. Uh, well, I think the rumor was, and again, this is the pure rumor because no one really knows, but the rumor was that Obi-Wan got shut down uh, because it was feeling a little too similar to uh, Mandal- Mandal- the Mandalorian. So I don't know if really? this was, because in, in my mind, this show was, you know, <laughs> Obi-Wan running around uh, Tatooine with, yeah. say, baby Luke strapped to his back, you know, fighting off sand people or or right. getting caught between dueling hut crime wars, you know, like, yeah. but, but being sort of a Batman type character, you know, working behind the scenes, almost like a, a Yojimbo thing where he has to. Like, I saw it as being one small, very tight story that they would probably tell because he, he mm-hmm. doesn't ever leave Tatooine. He wouldn't leave. He wouldn't no. abandon Luke. So, you know, he spends all his time there and I don't think too many crazy adventures would happen to him just living out in the desert other than like typical survival shit. So I see it being like a small little adventure that happens over like a couple of days happening over, you know, eight episodes or something. Well, if we're so going like for one the- little save, it would be like not a bunch of save the Luke as he goes on a journey with him missions, but maybe one save the save a Luke mission. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Series. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, for me, the uh, you know, if you're going to pull from uh that uh, let's say samurai kurosawa movies uh why not do is it yojimbo the one that last man standing the one where uh the the samurai comes to town and cleans it up because there's two dueling uh uh criminal factions basically that he manipulates like he plays both sides against each other yeah and wipes the like and they they both wipe each other out so i can see him trying to be stealth that way uh, on Tatooine because he's not supposed to draw attention. And in fact, I think there was a single issue of uh, Jason Aaron's run on Marvel Star Wars comics uh, drawn by Mike Mayhew, right. which uh, was about Obi-Wan's adventures in uh, Tatooine. Yeah, I know uh, it's been touched not upon to, before, for sure. Yeah, trying not to get uh, noticed, basically. Yeah, because he can't give himself away. But unable to stand by while, you know, these criminal factions on Tatooine operate. So he was a little bit of a, a vigilante Batman character, I think, in that one-shot issue. Well, there's certain things we'll have to be forgiving of, especially with Ahsoka and Luke now we know lived in the same era. Um, you know, we can get all crazy detailed geeky about it, or we can just love the fact <laughs> that it's happening. So kids, I think we should just love the fact that it's happening because <laughs> it is and it's happening in a beautiful way which um, spin-off do you want to see the most obi-wan absolutely obi-wan, obi-wan. Okay. all i want to see is obi-wan i as as, as a gift <laughs> as as much of a glorious gift to us that the mandalorian is mm-hmm. obi-wan is the is the end game man well you and you and mcgregor's uh second shot at the kick at the can right because he was pitch perfect Oh yeah, he, he, was, he he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and now what a great he, actor. Just being older and wiser, and I think he'll feel. I think a he's going to take it more like an act, like more like a. Now that he sees what's been going on with Star Wars, I think he's mm-hmm. more excited that he can make it more of a character study. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think the fact that he'll be working with all these amazing directors that they're now using, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think those things, I think that's why he's excited about the second kick at the can is yeah. to, to do it, you know, a little more a and more not intensely to the craft and, and uh, not having to do blue screen acting uh, for the most part. Now that they have these projected uh, screens where right? you can actually yeah. see, Oh, this is what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you he'll know? love it. And have you be, seen... Go ahead. Uh, and that he'll be able to like hold an actual colored, like lightsaber because he was still mm. on the green stick back when they mm. finished the prequels. Right. And now yeah. they actually are able to give them like, like Kylo Ren and uh, like, what's her names there? Kylo and Ray, they, when they were on set, they had lit up lightsabers, right? Like they're mm-hmm. using like the battle ones now oh, yeah. because it just adds more to their character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just, they literally, cause they still erase them and put the blades on. But it's just it's that little bit more for the actors where they're not running around with green sticks that are breaking yeah, all yeah. the time, right? Or here's a tennis ball that's supposed to be Jabba. Right, you know. <laughs> but think of this, like you can easily, easily now do a scene where Obi-Wan is meditating and communicating with Qui-Gon mm-hmm. in the force, and you have Qui-Gon cameo on that fucking show. Oh yeah. As a force ghost. How do you not? You know he'd do it. You know he'd do it. What has he not done? Have they ever had any He's even video? done Key and Peel. He's, right? he's even shown right? up on Key and Peel. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Seth MacFarlane can get him to do so much for him, I don't think they'd get a problem <laughs> with him returning to Star Wars, you know? Because he seemed to enjoy it when he did it at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. uh, there you go, kids. There's our Sunday night evening of uh, Star Wars Mandalorian rambling. Thanks for hanging out once again, Sam. I love that we've been able to have this weekly dish about this wonderful show that we love oh so much. No worries. And I'm I'm ready to talk about Star Trek Discovery whenever you, you are. I'm going to catch up. So how many episodes are you in at this point? Uh, I binged today because I thought that was what we were talking about. Right, so, right, right. Uh, yeah, I had seen, I think I texted you yesterday. I had seen uh, the first episode and liked it. And then, yeah, I basically watched, I think, four episodes today. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I've 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 got three, four, and five queued up, so I'm okay, actually probably perfect. gonna watch one of them now before I crash out. No worries. Um, but uh, a few other things to do. But uh, kids, super rad, super awesome. I hope you're all staying safe and trying to hold it together out there. I, I myself, am, I'm I'm slowly losing hope every day. I'm falling into a deep, dark hole of madness. But it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> No, I'm not falling into madness, kids. It's just such a whirlwind, you know, trying to get, I think the annoying thing is trying to get shit done in, in the COVID. I'm in Hamilton here, right? And we're going back into red zone tomorrow. My gym's shutting down. So you can imagine what a big throw off to my routine that is, right? Every morning is usually the, the bucket hustle it up, God, rah, rah. <laughs> now I got to do that here in, in, in the studio which is going to be weird. And also I'm trying to find a new studio right now, a new location for uh, an elegant weapon and myself. And it's real hard to get anything even look like looking at new locations because of COVID. You know what I mean? Like, so kind of renting locations right now for things is very difficult. You don't realize how much is just trickling down from this stupid freaking disease, right? Or I shouldn't call it a disease. What is it? It's not a disease, an infection. Pandemic. Virus, pandemic, all that good stuff. Do you have kettlebells at your place? That would probably... No, uh... I don't. I have dumbbells. That's it. You I know have what? a curl dumbbells. bar and I have dumbbells and curl bar. So I can get her done. Yeah, yeah. Get her done. But I like 
alpine leg lifts and i like the mm-hmm. chest uh the pec fly and i like the machines a lot of yeah. a lot of lift because i don't lift for bulk and i don't lift for gain so like as a lot of those people prefer the free weights which are you know better for you in the end but i just mm-hmm. like the machines because they're fun and they're steady and you know i enjoy i like to enjoy you can do the circuit work, right yeah the I'm circuit gives you a routine I'm a goddamn tree climber, man. I don't need so much of that stuff. That stuff is just like for that extra little bit of tone up. And, you know, you have core strength. You climbing trees requires core strength. And my core is doing all right. So I'm going to, and like, I like to do a lot of the leg lifts, like, cause you know, lower to upper is what really gets your abs going and your obliques and stuff. And uh, that's really hard to do at home when you don't have like hang bars or something that you can like, you know, rest your elbows on and lift your legs up in front of you. It's really difficult. So I got to find a, like, a, you almost got to rig it up where you're like on your bed and you're able to like bring your legs down because you can do it lying on the floor, but that little extra bit of extra extension, if you can get your legs lower than where your midsection is, adds so much to every, you know, you know, rep that you're taking. So I don't know. We're going to figure it out though. It's going to be fine. It's going to be cool. We're going to rage through this winter. We're going to figure it out and then we're going to get back to it next summer. And if it comes down to it and nothing is even happening again, I'm going to continue to hike the earth and we'll just have new, bigger and more badass adventures in crazier places. Uh, but for now there's lots Snow of shoes, cool my stuff. Friend. Yes. There's lots Snow of shoes. That's right. You keep reminding me about that, Sam. I want to try them. I want to get out there and do it. So MEC man. Yeah. But we've got beautiful things happening right now. I'm actually very thankful for the fact. And uh, you know what? I'm going to even shout out everybody involved in the creation of these uh, bits of entertainment that are helping us through uh, one of the times that we most need entertainment in our lives and that's quality entertainment and so the mandalorian is here star trek discovery is here and they're two wonderful things and i'm so happy their new stuff coming out at right now even the crown the crown's got a new season out today uh did the crown just drop the crown drop today oh my god i'm gonna lose the rest Uh, of my night i'm gonna be up as uh as margaret thatcher isn't that and, brilliant casting? Oh, and she's like terrifying in it, man. I saw a clip where she oh, wow. queen and it's like, oh, crazy. So, man. so anyways, yeah, there's lots of cool stuff to enjoy, kids. Uh, but yeah, everybody be cool. Everybody be awesome. Uh, Sam, thank you again. And uh, we'll get you. together soon. And kids, Absolutely. as you heard, we are going to be talking uh, about some uh, Star Trek Discovery soon. So uh, we'll get back to you. But as for now, uh, this week, that's all we're going to have on an elegant weapon, all right? So, uh, take it easy.